In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report. And it has never, never been more timely because folks, if you look around you, the economy, the stock market, some of the biggest companies in America seem to be collapsing. Joel, what is a person to do in this situation? <laughs> Which, by the way, you said sooner or later was coming. You have said that. Yeah, no, it's um, and it, and unfortunately, you know, I hate to be the the bearer of bad news, but it's it's only going to get worse and worse. Right. I mean, <clears throat> we're between a rock and a hard place. Clearly, the interest rates are going to have to go up. Inflation is up. Uh, the value of our money is going down right before our eyes, which is why everything <clears throat> is costing more and more and more. And um, yeah, I mean, some companies will be able to, you know, keep up with what's happening. Others won't. Uh, we're going to see more and more companies default on their bonds. We're going to see more bankruptcies. Um, yeah, and it's 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 very tough for consumers right now. Oh, look, look at this. This is the this is the, my screenshot from Yahoo Finance this morning, okay? Stocks slammed by chain reaction. Here's what the pros are saying. I love the first sentence, Joel. Hara has returned to Wall Street trading desk and the portfolios of the average investor. Uh, I, I mean, and the article goes on to say, Walmart's plummeting, Target's plummeting, dollar stores plummeting. Uh, what are you telling people, you know? It's well, not I mean, a lot. A lot of people are are, you know, feeling like the sky is falling, and you know they say when there's blood in the streets, you know it's there's panic on the one hand, there's opportunity, there's buying opportunities on the other. Um, I I'm not so influenced by the movement of stocks themselves, but rather to me it's a lot more interesting to look at the underlying, um, you know, aspects yes. of a company. You know, I, I don't think Walmart's going away anytime soon. Um, I want to look at what the company is paying in terms of a dividend. Is that dividend likely to go up, stay the same or go down? And, yeah. you know, companies, for example, that are very heavily leveraged and have a lot of debt on their balance sheet, particularly if it's variable debt, you know, as that debt, as those interest rates increase, they'll have a harder and harder time servicing the debt. And that's where you have, you know, worries about bankruptcies and things like that. On the other hand, you know, if a client's coming to me and saying, well, geez, I, you know, where can I find some yield? Um, you know, I'd be there. There's still lots of good companies out there. You know, I mean, I mean again, I don't I'm not worried that Walmart's not going to service their debt. Um, when I look at companies, I'm looking at companies that 
I, I'm not worried that they won't be able to service their their dividends. Um, you know, look at, uh, I mean, you know, just to pick a few out of out of the out of the hat, so to speak. I mean, look at the the defense contractors. You know, they're set up for record profits right now, particularly with what's happening in in the Ukraine and Russia. And uh, you know, they're. I don't think anybody thinks that they're going to go out of business. The big oil companies, they're not right. going out of business. Right. So I I tend to look more towards the center, towards really solid companies that have solid balance sheets. Um, and even if they take a hit, you know, they're still going to be able to meet their obligations, whether it's a dividend obligation or a bond payment obligation. And, um, you know, from an investor now, you know, that's in the traditional stocks and bonds. I think it's also the time to be looking at more alternative. Some some people, you know, don't feel that things like real estate and gold are, are alternative. I mean, after all, they've been around a lot longer than uh, stock markets and things like that. But, you know, from traditional investment advisors perspective, some of the alternative investments. So I'm looking at hard assets. I'm looking at gold. I'm looking at silver. I'm looking at real estate. Those are those are always going to be my favorites because, you know, regardless of what happens to the currency, no matter how far it's debased, you know, you're still going to have those things. They've been around for, I mean, real estate's been around forever and gold and yeah. silver have been a medium of exchange for over 5,000 years. It's not going away. So that, that those are the kinds of discussions I'm having with my clients right now. Well, I can't, you know, and the real estate, and I don't want to pursue that with you, but I, you know, I guess I'm like Dr. Doom and gloom here today, but look at this. And you must, you must have clients who call you who have invested heavily in something like Fang. What Fang, what is that? Facebook, Amazon, uh, you know, the, the big tech companies down 37% since uh, January, 37%. So you have clients who've invested in that. Now, do you say now, folks, let me put in perspective here, because I know we every day, every week we get new new viewers. I'm talking to America's number one asset protection attorney. There we go. OK, Nagel Associates, go on and look them up, contact them, because your this information is vital when you hear figures like I just said, manufacturing, manufacturing. The they predicted a 16 percent. Joel came in at two, two percent. In other words, we have no manufacturing left. So they have to come to you and say, you know, I'm getting killed. How do we stop the bleeding? And you're saying, and, and you know, land, hard assets, right? Yeah, I think I yeah. think diversification is important. Um, you know, the U.S. is still, you know, the, one of the leading economies, although not necessarily the largest economy in the world anymore. I think the Chinese economy is in the process of overtaking the U.S. economy. But the, you know, there are still opportunities, um, but you have to you have to look in terms of diversification as well. Again, I'm not an investment advisor, so I'm not saying buy this stock or buy that bond. Um, I'm really trying to help people maintain their wealth over multiple generations, which is what most people are trying to do. They're trying to look out for their kids, their grandkids. Uh, they're looking at insurance products. They're looking at long term things like real estate, like gold. Even even in the crypto space, and and I know you're going to say, well, but isn't crypto down? Yeah, it is. Um, but you know, the, the the good ones are going to rise back to the top. You have something like Bitcoin that has a finite number of of coins, and um, you have dollars, which is an infinite amount of 
paper printing. So, you know, when you, whenever you're using something infinite to buy something finite, you know, the infinite thing, meaning the dollars is always going to continue to go up, up, up the, the, the number that you're going to need down, down, down in terms of value, but up, up, up in terms of the, you know, how many dollars it'll take to buy Bitcoin. So I don't know what Bitcoin's going to do next week. I don't know what gold's going to do next week. Uh, but if I look out there five years, 10 years, 20 years, you know, it, you know, Bitcoin's not going away. Gold's not going away. Silver's not going away. Real estate's not going away. Uh, good, solid um, uh, companies, whether they're American, whether they're European, whether they're Asian, that produce a solid product um, and can, you know, service their debt, pay dividends. You know, I, again, those things to me are what matter, not the fact that, like you said, a, a particular indice indices is down you know, in the, in the immediate short term. Yeah. If the, you mentioned, I keep going back to real estate and you, you remember what Will Rogers said, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. And that seems to be what you're saying in terms of wise asset protection. Don't get caught up in the, you know, the roller coaster. Look at this S and P roller coaster there Buy real estate and then just hold on to it because the sooner it is going to go up in value because as, as uh, Mark Twain said, they can't make more of it. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. think about, think about it this way. It'll hold its value, but it'll take more and more dollars that are worth less and less and less to, to buy it. So yeah, I want to have a certain part of my portfolio um, in real estate and I want to have part of my real estate outside of a traditional market like the US. I mean, as interest rates go up, you're going to see the bubble, uh, you know, the bubbles in places like San Francisco and Boston, New York, you know, you, you're going to see bubbles in a lot of those places burst. And so you'll, you'll, you actually will, in the short run, see real estate values um, going down. You know, other places, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I was just in South Florida recently, and it was, it was shockingly expensive. I couldn't believe, you know, a little condo somewhere, two bedroom condo. <clears throat> and uh, they thought nothing of saying, oh, 1.8, 2.4, 2.6. Yeah. This wasn't this wasn't any kind of luxury uh, a property. Um, so, you know, if I'm looking for value in, 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 in our part of the world, I'm looking in, in places like Central America, I'm in Belize, I'm in Costa Rica, I'm in Honduras, Panama, you know, that area in Mexico. You know, it's it's the backyard of the U.S. You have a lot of American retirees, a lot of people willing to rent your property if you own it there. Uh, but I see a lot more, you know, upside potential. Um, you know, I'm here in Belize this week for the share, among other things, the shareholders meeting for ECI. Um, you know, one of their um, main projects right now is a Marriott Hotel here on Hamburger Ski. And I look at the, you know, the price of a beautiful Marriott condo of you know three hundred thousand, and i think if this was in south florida it would be three million no doubt i mean 10x no right there so no you know is the is the is the one in miami really tip worth 10 times more well you know everything's supply and demand but i think you know will it be easier for the for the condo here to double in value and go from you know three hundred thousand to six hundred thousand or the one in miami to go from three million to six million so, you know I, I i just feel like they <clears throat> The ability for future appreciation is a lot better in these markets because they're so much more reasonable. I mean, you can find lots on the beach in Honduras where I know you, you know, where, where you're very uh, fond of, 
And um, you you know you can find those for twenty five thousand dollars, thirty thousand, forty thousand. Well, yeah. And you know the, the, those days have been over for decades in South Florida. Yeah, and that you know we have at the offshore club we have what we call the ten percent factor, and that is a home. And we've talked about this with your partner Mike Cobb. You know the the offshore investment article. Now, folks, we're talking about with the with the assets oracle here, and that is the ten percent factor. Whatever home you can buy in Central or South America would likely cost you, as you just said, 10 times as much in the U.S. And there is no future in paying 10 times as much in, in expecting the value to go up on that property. You, you know, I just read in Seattle. Now, you could not pay me to live in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> the average home is 759000 Joel, what, what, what kind of home could you get in Central or South America for for 759,000. Well, you know, in a country like Nicaragua, for example, you would have a very difficult time spending that much money. I mean, yeah. you would have handcrafted woodwork and you would have, you know, tiled swimming pools and you'd have a five bedroom, you know, deluxe villa looking out over the ocean. I mean, it, you, you just, you're right. You can't, you just can't compare it. It's, um, it's just crazy. And you'd be, and, and for instance, Grand Pacific in Nicaragua, I think the homes right on the beach there, the highest priced one is under 500,000. And that's a mansion. That's literally a mansion on the water. Your front yard is the beach. Yeah, exactly. That's why when you said 700, I was even trying to think how you could get there, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you could figure it out, but it would be, it would be a good problem to have trying to figure out how to spend uh, that much money there. And, and so we're seeing that we're seeing people retire. Uh, we're seeing people try to get away from the rat race. We're even seeing working people who have figured out, you know, because of COVID that they really can work remotely. And, you know, you go to a, a, um, a jurisdiction like Nicaragua and you earn a couple hundred thousand dollars. Again, you can't spend that. You can't, no. you know, you're going to have a beautiful home. You're going to have a maid. You're going to have a cook. You're going to have a driver, a gardener, whatever, whatever you want. That means no chores. Right. Um, but that 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 payroll might be you know, a thousand, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred for all those workers. Um, and, and, and so they just, you can't compare the quality of life. So if you're looking for, and, 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 and getting that quality, quality of life for less money, that's also asset protection because now you can take more money, you can invest it, you know, again, for your children, for your grandchildren, you have more money left over, you know, you can buy some more real estate for them or some gold or Bitcoin or whatever it is you want to do, you know, to try to keep up with um, with inflation. But, you know, again, um, when I was in Florida a few weeks ago, I was just I was literally flabbergasted the cost of everything from fuel to hotels to, you know, walked in the grocery store. I just, you know, I just couldn't believe how expensive things have have gotten in such a short period of time. Well, the, and you and you nailed it when you said sometimes the best asset protection is not to overspend. And right now in the U.S., when you're paying five dollars, you know, I have an old Jeep, 2004, two, a year and a half ago, it cost me $50 to fill up the tank, Joel. Now it's $100 to fill up the tank and it does not use high test. So the best way for me to protect my asset is find somewhere not to have to spend that kind of money and and you yeah. know and, and it really is offshore in my in my opinion yeah i mean for retirees for example you know latin america has become 
you know, such a great choice because of that. I mean, imagine you live in South Florida and you, you get social security income of $2,000 a month. I mean, you're living in a trailer and, you know, you probably have to decide whether you're going to have food or take your med, your meds, you know, you can't, you probably can't afford to do both where, whereas in Nicaragua, you're living in a very comfortable home, maybe not oceanfront, but in a very nice home and a nice community. And, you know, again, you're, you're not even spending all of that money. You're saving it and, um, you know, in, investing it, whatever you want to do with the excess. Well, we just, you, I think you, you and I both saw the article in Business Insider, I think it was, that the, the, these people who cater to the, the rich and elite, as they call it in the article, have seen a 300% increase in, in their clients asking for second passports to places like Nicaragua, um, Honduras, those kind of places, Uruguay in particular, and Portugal, where I know you've been scoping out a new development for uh, for ECI, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, the demand for second residence and second citizenship, you know, it's it's been steadily increasing for two decades, honestly. Uh, and anytime there's something major, you know, COVID was something that really drove home the point that, hey, you really do need to have a second um, set of documents because, you know, if, 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 if your own country isn't going to let you travel or if other countries aren't going to let you in, you know, because you don't have the right passport, you know, then maybe having a second passport or, or residency somewhere. Um, we saw, you know, anytime there's, for example, during the, uh, the Antifa riots of, you know, a year, a year or so ago, um, we saw, you know, people don't really, it's the old adage fight or flight, right? You have some people that want to go to the streets and, you know, and pull out guns and knives and do whatever, um, or just use their fists and, and, and get in fights. Other people just said, you know, you, you talked about Seattle a few minutes ago. We had a, a, a deluge of people from Seattle just saying, look, I, I got to get out of here. Can you help me get a residence or citizenship? You know, and that those are the, the quiet people that you don't really hear about. They're not you know, they're not on the front page of the newspaper because they're not burning down buildings or shooting people. They're just leaving. And uh, the number of people leaving is just going through the roof. Um, you know, the official statistics are showing multiple hundred percent a year increases in in people who are actually even expatriating. And uh, I don't think those statistics are being kept accurately either. But um, I'm not suggesting that anybody expatriate, uh, but getting a, a second passport at least puts you in a position where you can if the day comes when you want to, because if you only have one citizenship, you know, you can't give it up. Now, let me ask you, if you invest in a home, let's say one of the condos you just mentioned in Belize, I think you said 350, or I know you can get homes at, uh, you can get the cozy homes in, in Grand Pacific for around 149, 159. You can get the bigger homes for two to 300. Is that, if you make that kind of investment, uh, does that offset the cost of getting a your residency or second citizenship in those countries? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, that is that the answer to that is very country specific. So, for example, in Portugal, their golden visa program it's three hundred fifty thousand euros or more. It doesn't matter what you buy or what you invest in, as long as you meet the, the euro threshold which is also down right now because the dollar's up against the euro. So it's actually gotten cheaper there as well. 
Um, but you can really do pretty much whatever you want. Other countries, Belize, for example, um, <clears throat> the investment requirement for an investor visa is $250,000, but the investment has to be into the tourism sector. So yeah, if you buy a place at you know, Mike's um, Marriott, that qualifies. You could buy a much cheaper place off the water, let's say at the Best Western Resort. You know, I mean, you can find rooms, you can find small condos there for a little bit over $100,000. That wouldn't qualify because it's not enough. It has to be, yeah. you know, $250,000 or more. So, you know, you but you can overlay that. You know, you look at um, ECI, they have a product range from, say, 100000 to 500000 Right. And you look at the different countries and see what the requirements are. And as long as, you know, it meets the requirement of that country from a dollar amount and from the purpose of the investment, um, the reason, which in most cases, ECI does because they are both retirement and um, tourism communities. And they they are rented out on a nightly basis, which is what the governments want to see. They want to see um, they want to see employment. They want to see hotel taxes. They want to see you know, that kind of activity. Um, and so I'm pretty sure all of the ECI projects qualify for that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, again, it, you, it just depends when clients come to me and say, hey, can this qualify? You just have to look at the specific country and then, you know, you can we can go from there. But virtually every country has Contact some this gentleman here. Contact this gentleman here and he can tell you specifically right there. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Because I think that's what people are going to be doing more and more of. I think, I know you got to go, you have a lot of meetings to attend. And what I like here is what you have done for people, for, for, for the viewers is essentially we have said to them, hey, when you find yourself on the Titanic, do not rearrange the deck chairs, look for the lifeboats. <laughs> that's what you have done very well here, Joel. Thank you. But one thing, one thing I've found in my career is, you know, people come to me at all different stages. Even though we tell people to plan in advance, some people do, some people don't. Sometimes it is too late. Sometimes they call me, hey, I just got served yesterday with uh, a bunch of legal documents. I'm being dragged into court. Can you help me? Well, unfortunately, at that point, the answer is usually no, because, um, you know, you get into things called fraudulent conveyances and things like that. But, you know, it's never too late to be thinking, planning, organizing, and that's really what we help people do. We ask a lot of questions. We try to hear what, what, what their goals and objectives are. Uh, but we also put it through the filter of asset protection. We put it through the filter of inflation and hyperinflation. What happens if, you know, some people have said that this is temporary. Uh, I've heard the president say that, 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 that we're in a temporary situation. But most people don't believe that. Most economists and other people don't believe that. So, you know, what if this is just the beginning and uh, six months or a year from now, you know, instead of 8% official inflation, we're at 100% official inflation or 1000% official inflation. What what steps could you do? And that's what we're helping people think about and work through now while there's still time. It's great. Joel, thank you. This has been great. Thank, Thank you, you once Carter. again for the sagacious advice. This has been a huge help, and, and we appreciate it. And we appreciate will talk it. to you again next week on Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report. Folks, you know, if you have any questions about any of the things we've discussed, seriously, just go to, to, to Nagel Associates right there. All the information is right there. And get hold of Joel. And he'll give you a consultation. you find out what's going on. Uh, 
you got to do something. You got to do something. It ain't good. And we want it to be better for you. So as I always say, let's do this thing.